This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Jeff. Come on in. I hope you're not busy. I don't have anything planned, but I did want to say hello. Well, hello. Hello. Wouldn't you want to play some records? Sure, if you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Y'all heard, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready? I honestly think I'm uh, swagging on a whole nother level. Like I'm, like I'm, like I'm Swag Nicholson. It's gotten to the point where, you know what, I just gotta do it like this. And now, what would you ever do with that much meat? So much sausage. It's one of the best things I've had in my mouth. It didn't occur to me to not put it in my mouth. Our feature presentation. <laughs> What's up, party people? Welcome into yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show. And this one's gonna be a good one for a Thursday the 24th of January. Hey, kids. Hello. Hey, Bean. I have so many thoughts on my mind today. We may have to stay stay late. I'm saying I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, well, we have phones. <laughs> First of all, we're going to be in Atlanta next week at this time. Wow. A week from yesterday if i if i'm doing the math correctly right yes mm-hmm. wednesday thursday friday night although i've uh, i've uh, committed to only calling it hotlanta <laughs> i decided i've decided hotlanta needs to come back that's fine although have you seen the weather yes it's like 30 yeah it's not hot it's not hot yes. but but figuratively yeah it's hot it's certainly it's always hotlanta yeah how are we feeling about it as we get to closer to the trip I'm excited. Are we feeling confident that uh, everything's going to go well? We're going to have a good time? No, not everything going well. No, why oh, would no, it? No, 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 no. But we're going to have a great time. Sure. Uh, okay. What is it you hope to get out of it? Out of Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been, <laughs> I've been doing very light Google searches, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to see things that I would want to do in Atlanta. Right. I've never been. Okay. And uh, I don't think the Coca-Cola Museum is up my alley. No. Okay. I have been there, and it is cool, but it's certainly not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about, I mean, have you been to the aquarium? I have not. Slow be- down, Dave. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm you and saying, Dave will definitely be going to the aquarium. I'm just saying it's the top Google search if you do put like what to do in Atlanta. Number yeah. one is the aquarium. It's a it's a very popular tourist attraction. Yes. yes. So for sure. I haven't necessarily found like something I'm thrilled about going to mm-hmm. yet. So mm-hmm. I'm still searching. Okay. Yeah. And you guys know I'm just going to you know punch a pony in the face, find a horse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, that's you got, it. You got revenge on your mind. Totally. Yeah. Now, will you take advantage of being in my beloved uh, South and uh, like hitting up a Waffle House or anything? Oh, I would love. I would definitely do that. I yeah. love a Waffle. I, I mean, I'll do any of those kind of strange regional, you know, franchise food places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else do you have? I feel you have more than Waffle House. 
Oh, we have a lot of good stuff, and yeah. as we and we should definitely uh, plot something out, plot out some meals as we get closer. Great. So, all right. So that's uh, thing one. I want to know how we were feeling about Hotlanta, and the other thing is. Um, uh, my little power pop um, loving brain is exploding right now because we have Ezra Koenig coming in from Vampire Weekend with new music later. Mm-hmm. And then what happened at midnight last night? Surprise album from Weezer, everybody. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. In yeah. the great tradition of, uh, you know, the red album and the blue album and the green album and the white album and the black album that's coming out in March, they released the Teal album at midnight last night. And as Kat Corbett so eloquently put it on her social media, it's some real Miami Vice S. Yeah. Because they are standing on the album cover. It's just the four of them dressed straight out of 1987 mm-hmm. with a teal background. And it's a covers album. Oh. Now, what do you think the strategy is here? Is it, hey, Africa was our biggest hit in years? If you like that, we got more? Yeah, that would be exactly it. But especially like six weeks before their new album is coming out. But this it is seems such, like a weird thing. It's the, the songs that they pick, and I guess we're going to go over it later. But like the we'll song, go over a little bit of it right now. Okay, good. The songs that they selected are all so happy, have a great time. Oh, the, good. This is like, uh, it's almost as if it's like a, a palate cleanser for the concerts coming up. Like, because if anyone plays these, any white person in the audience is going to freak out. Like they picked a a white par- white person party playlist right off Spotify, um, with the exception of one song that we will get to. All right, let's. Everybody knows Africa. Let's. And the thing about Africa that we all noticed is it was practically note for note. Maybe they ramped up the guitars a little bit at the end, but it was practically note for note for the Toto version. I dare you to tell me this isn't Tears for Fears. I mean, is this note for note identical? It's. Very so far, close. yes. That's, that's Kurt and Roland right there playing. Yeah. All right, let's hear how they handle Everybody Wants to Rule the World. This one's a great fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His voice is sort of made for it. I mean, it's... It's no perfect. It's yeah. like the greatest karaoke band ever. All right, let's hear another 80s hit. Now, there's mostly 80s songs on here, but they do go all the way back to the 60s and a couple of 70s songs, too. And a couple of 90s. Yeah. Or at least one. There really are two categories on them, because I listened on the way in, obviously. And mm-hmm. one is pure direct cover. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's a couple where they just do one small bridge where they make it Weezer. Where it's they Weezer Weezer it Yes. Yeah. Okay. Look, I love Weezer and I'll never say a bad thing about Weezer. Mm-hmm. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. But what is the point of this? Maybe, I don't is know. Is it something you would listen to more than once? Uh, maybe people that don't know these songs. Maybe you're bringing songs to a new generation. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just going. Uh, it, my feeling is, it's just going to be fun for them to play live, right? Yeah, but I mean, they could play those songs live without recording. I mean, I guess there's no downside. You know, nobody has to listen. Yeah, to they it. just it's don't get publishing. It, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's there for people who want it, I guess. But yeah. they certainly, they certainly know their '80s. Yeah, right, we'll get into some of the other decades a little bit after we hear them cover some aha here.
They've been listening to the Rock of the 80s channel, haven't they? Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, or the Yacht Rock record. Uh. <laughs> all right. All right, here's one that they did change up a little bit, and this one goes all the way back to the 1960s, a band called The Turtles. They did something a little bit different, but it's a song everybody knows. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. Allie? I can't see me loving nobody but you for all my life. <laughs> uh, they also... When, when does the different part come in? That, I mean, that was a little bit different. No. Uh, I think it was a, t- a little bit different key, at least. No, there's happy a... together. I don't know if in that one, but one will be coming up, but they change in the bridge, usually. Right. Huh. It becomes okay. rough and hard. Another 60s. Whoa. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Had no. enough of that one. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right, let's go to the 70s here. Morning. Today's forecast calls for blue skies. How's this for a surprise? This song rules originally. This song does rule. Yeah. Much bigger hit in the UK than in America, but it was the Electric Light Orchestra. Elo. For a guy that we've heard is kind of depressive and gloomy, Rivers mm-hmm. Cuomo picked some upbeat covers, yeah. man. He did. And they, even, they Yes, go ahead, dear. That's interesting. It's interesting. Because I, I have to wonder, like, if... Jeff Lynn was just sitting there, like, waiting for a phone call. Like, okay, you want to do... All right, if it's going to be a smash, go <laughs> ahead. But but what what is... What are you doing? This is what I'm asking. What are you doing? I mean, they are certainly proving their chops in the studio to be able to copy anything. I mean, even the production on that is exactly the same as ELO. And I'll tell you, an even greater example is, and it's the mo- it's the thing that stands out most on the record, it's the opposite of everything Jensen has been saying, which is this is a happy party record, because then you get into them covering Sabbath. No. Yeah. It's the one that it does dot It really stands out, Yeah, it right? stands out. But again, it sounds just like Black Sabbath. I mean, there's Rivers getting his Ozzy out, right? Yeah, uh, that that's the one I was like, wait, what? I like checked to make sure it was still playing. <laughs> right, like right in the middle. Yeah. All right, let's play the smash, you guys. Yeah. We thought you heard Africa a lot on K-Rock. <laughs> How many times do you think you're going to hear no scrubs? <sighs> Weezer doing TLC. As soon as this came on, I was like, well, this is my life now. Yeah, and this is great, by the way. Oh, this it's a, is it's a perfect, great, great yeah. cover, yeah. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's fly and is also known as a buster. Always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass so No, I don't want your number, no. I don't want to give you money, no. I don't want to meet you nowhere, no. Don't want none of your time and no. There's a pretty hardcore guitar bridge on this one, too. All right. I don't know why I'm, I'm not all that excited about 80s covers, mm-hmm. but like this is right in the wheelhouse of where Weezer is for me. Yeah, I mean, this does seem... A perfect fit. Yeah. 
God. We're going to hear that 10,000 times yeah, in 2019, you guys. My God. And <laughs> as of today, January 24th, I am not mad at it. I am actually looking forward to hearing that a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push that on you in about two weeks. So what do you uh, what do you think, Allie? Weezer is a great band made up of great musicians mm-hmm. that could easily change any of those songs up just a tiny bit and make mm-hmm. them their own. Right. They chose not to, and that's weird to me. Yeah. That's I, really weird to me. Yeah, I, I hear you. It sounds like, it, obviously, well beyond a band, you know, in Omaha playing in a bar. Right. But a band that just learned the chords of a song and was like, I'm going to nail this exactly how the Happy Together guys do. Right. What is that? Turtles. Yeah, them. We didn't play <laughs> Billie Jean, <laughs> but right. they do cover Billie Jean, and it's not great. Is that the, that's the one that, what's the, what's your problem with Billie Jean? It just sounds like a bad cover band that one's the yeah. one where mm-hmm. i it just sounds hollow and also i just don't think it's a song they really it's a not i don't think weezer tackles that well but Jeez. here's the thing with weezer they're so prolific they do so many albums mm-hmm. and they do so much music i imagine that this was something that they were like you guys let's just have some fun let's take a break yeah. let's do no scrubs now so they were just having a great time in the studio and that's that essentially that's all this album is and that's all you can expect from it which it's is fun. just fun yeah. which is fun yeah, yeah, which is fun, which is fine. Well, I, I'm glad we got a chance to uh, dip into that. Maybe we'll play some more uh, a little bit later on. Um, yeah, I don't know that Rivers is the soulful singer for Billie Jean. I don't know that oh, he's boy. got the Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, no one. I mean, not many people do. But Not this, many people yeah, do. This right. one didn't hit. All right. Let's uh, talk about today's all-new Kevin Amin show, shall we? Uh, basically, my message is f*** yourself. No. Oh, okay. mm. that's, ru- that's a rough right off start. The, right off the bat. Uh, A couple of uh, listeners of the Kevin and Bean Show, Shannon and Lloyd are their names, would like to hire Beer Mug to officiate their wedding. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. So mugs would be a permanent part of their (laughs) memory of their most special day. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a good idea? Are we talking them into or out of that? I guess we have to decide before we get them on the phone later on today. (laughs) Um, Legendary comedian, Louis Black, yes. back on the program today. Got some shows coming up at the Fox and at the Orpheum. He's great. If you get a chance to see him live, you should. We'll love catching up with him. Thursday means uh, get up on this with Jensen. Mm-hmm. Want to give us a hint? What kind of thing are you going to be getting us up on today? Uh, this is someone I thought about getting you up on last week and was like, you know what? I'll listen to this album for a week, see if it sticks with me. And mm-hmm. I think I'm opening up a whole can of worms about alt radio in general, and, and I think this kind of of record should be played here, and it's not. But anyway, we'll get into it. Okay. Right. I got hot takes, baby. All right. Thursday morning means Dr. Drew Pinsky. We'll catch up with him on the program today. And our special guest is Ezra Koenig from the band Vampire Weekend. They have two new songs available today. That Harmony Hall, by the way, is fantastic. Yes. Wow, oh, and their cover of Creep. No, that is uh, that we'll be playing that and talking to Ezra and catching up with all things Vampire Weekend. You know, it's been six years since their last album, so there's a lot of ground to cover. That's crazy. He's been happening. Making Netflix cartoons and having a radio show, having babies, babies, doing Peter Rabbit songs. That's right. Oh, I love that song so much. He's been a busy bee. So all of that and uh, and uh, I was going to look for the giveaway. I don't don't have it here, but uh, we're going to continue to hook you up with tickets to go see Muse at the forum as well. So that's all straight ahead. Plus, Allie's got what's happening next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean! K-Rock K-R-O-Q. Allie is here with our first look at what's happening here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Good morning. Well, when I saw this yesterday and a lot of people really up in arms, 
like, what is happening? Cardi B is going to have her first Las Vegas residency this spring. Mm. And that's not why people were up in arms. Apparently, the AP didn't listen to the embargo and they let it out early and they didn't have all the details. So people started flipping out because they said that tickets are available now and tickets weren't available now. And it just it became a real problem online, you guys. But here's what we know. Cardi B will have her first Las Vegas residency this spring. It is a day club and nightclub amphitheater style complex that is set to open in April. It's all part of the Palm $690 million renovation. It's a club called, I assume, Chaos. K-A-O-S. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Club Chaos is where she'll be performing. But here's my question. At what point do we describe it as a residency? Because she's going to do five to six shows there over the next year. Is that a residency or is that just a handful of shows? I agree. I've had that question about a number of these that have been announced. Just yeah. doesn't, I mean, a residency to me is you're going to be someplace for a month or more. Yeah. And you know usually, what I mean? You're playing 25 shows. Exactly. Like a Britney Spears, she had a residency. Celine mm-hmm. Dion, absolutely. Blink-182 played some shows there. Yeah. It's not a residency. Yeah, I don't know. Is there another term for, like, a reoccurring... Hey, they've got some shows here yeah. coming up. They're coming back over and over. <laughs> I just... I don't know. But apparently, uh, above and beyond, g Easy, Cascade, and Skrillex are other artists that will have exclusive residencies at the complex. Yeah, maybe it's just about you can't play at other casinos. Maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah you sign something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting a list of requests for you to uh, pronounce amphitheater again as well, also, Ali. Is that uh, from Chip? No. Oh, really? Because as mm-hmm. soon as I said amphitheater, I kind of, I felt her staring. <laughs> How was that, though? Was it good? That was that was pretty close. Oh, yeah. Say it again. Amphitheater. Okay, Amphithe- have- amphitheater. Nope. Amphitheater. Nope. Amphitheater. Nope. See, it should have an L. It Amp- should. It's, it's my word that I can't say. Amp- amphitheater. Wow. No. Amphitheater. You're, you're dropping syllables. Amphitheater. No. Amphitheater. Nope. What? Uh, dome. <laughs> open. <laughs> open. Open dome. Just sing into the sky. One of those places. How do you say it? Amphitheater. See that? No. You're saying it like amphitheater. 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 Now, you just said it different that time. This is it. it, it amphitheater. It's amphitheater. Amphitheater. Yes. Yes. I've been saying that. No, no you haven't. You've been you've saying been, weird stuff. You've been saying amphitheater. Amphitheater. That's no, crazy. Amphitheater. amphitheater. No, Where's no the L? L. There should be. That's what I'm saying. No. I've said that for years. Should have an L. Amphitheater. So much easier because you're amplifying. Are you? <laughs> Listen, congrats, Cardi B. You're going to be playing there. I hate that word so much. I, I literally won't say Greek. I just say just Greek, Greek theater. Greek theater. Yeah. What was uh, what was my word for all those years that I couldn't say until I finally... Do you remember, Chip? What was it? Uh, entrepreneur? entrepreneur? Yes. Yeah. I, I stumbled... Every single time, I I just I had to spell it. I had to, you know, in my mind, I just had to say it as slowly as possible. Entrepreneur. Now say it fast. To, entrepreneur. Now yeah. I got okay. it. Okay, nailing it. And I can even I can even do entrepreneurial. Well, he had a little. Yeah, it was a little story. Little, little hiccup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I used to have problems with anonymity, but I I okay. sat and just stared at the word for hours and got it finally. Yeah. Okay. But if sometimes. I'm talking fast, I sometimes right. anonymity or you know. Yeah. 
go yes. later. Sometimes you just have to you just have to work through it. Yep. Allie, yeah. I think that's a, that's an assignment for you. <sighs> work just, through it. I hate it. Work through amphitheater. We did this as a phone topic, and some people's calls were amazing. Made me feel less bad about how amphitheater should have a L amphitheater. 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 No. Well, the last one sounded okay, but the first two were brutal. Amphitheater. You're getting there. Amphitheater? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Okay. God, this is... You know I apologize. You just, just record it and put it on a put it on a hotkey. Uh-huh. And then anytime you need it, you just press a button and you've Great got point. it. Yeah. Uh, um, they'll be playing at the Amphitheater uh, next <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> Thank God we don't start till 6. Can you right? imagine if people were listening to us? Oh, yeah. That this, is, uh, 536 is always the best. That is uh, that good. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk about how you are SOL. If you've been looking forward to those little candy conversation hearts, just go ahead and buy some chalk and chew on that. <laughs> so that's coming up in just a few. I mean, that was a teaser just for you. I'm very excited. It's your stupid Necco wafers. Mm-hmm. Just circles of chalk. Just death in your mouth. Good stuff. I had some yesterday. How's that for a band name, though? Death in your mouth. <laughs> I love it. Ooh, again, 6 o'clock. Uh, happy birthday, Tatiana Ali, Misha Barton, Matthew Lillard, Ed Helms, Kristen Schaal, and Sean McVeigh. More like Sean McVeigh. Am I right? <gasps> That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Ali. Bean. You've been having a very spirited conversation on your social media with some of our listeners. Well, I had seen um, a tweet, and it's something that we talk about all the time off the air here. It was from a guy named Cullen Bunn, and he said, if you could resurrect any currently canceled TV show and have it pick up right where it left off, what would it be? That was his question of the day. So I quote tweeted it, and I wrote, we've discussed this a ton off air. My answer remains the same. Happy endings. What about you? And the responses were amazing. Shows I never thought people cared all that much about. <laughs> now, before you move on to those shows, mm-hmm. tell me what Happy Endings was. Uh, only the best show ever. Oh, she's Who definitely not that? overselling it. Yeah. Who was in that? Uh, everybody. Adam Pally. Yeah. Uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia Cuthbert. Damon Wayans Jr. Um, who I mean, a lot of great comedians from Eliza LA Coop, would show Casey up. Casey Wilson, yeah, Casey Wilson, yeah. and it was yeah, that- uh, produced by and written by this guy David Casp, who went on to do. We had him Champagne Ill recently. He did Black Monday, which we talked about. Oh, he basically okay. makes a ton of television shows, but Happy Endings may have been where he got kind of his most attention, yeah. and it was just, on for a while. It was so funny and just so quick, and the little quips between each other, and they each had really like profound roles on the show. It wasn't just, oh, they're five friends. They were five friends that definitely knew their place. But let me ask, though, amazing. but if you're going to pick one show that you want to come back and pick up where it left off, mm-hmm. why would it be a show that's just a funny, just a comedy? Why wouldn't it be a show that left you on a cliffhanger? <laughs> you, you know what uh, I mean? You didn't watch Happy Endings because it's not just a comedy. Oh. It is a way of life. Jesus. It is. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Listen, I loved Happy Endings a lot. Foaming I, at the mouth. To me, it was just, it was one of those perfect comedies that you just don't see that much anymore. And you can run through them and it's, it's a laugh a minute. It's, it's so, so fun. There's a lot of jokes. In yeah. It. And also it started different than how it ended up being. It started with two uh, people who dated for a long time were about to get married and then she doesn't show up. She leaves them at the altar and yet they have to all still be in this friend group. But they ditched that plot from the pilot almost immediately and it just became about five people living together. So good. 
It's very funny. Oh. Hmm. What uh, was there any overwhelming response from people on social media of like, uh, yeah. a, a particular show? Uh, yes, which I thought that's interesting. But Firefly. A yeah. lot of oh, people sure. want Firefly back. Yeah, a lot of people are Firefly heads. Yes, absolutely. Um, and a lot <laughs> but of they pushing made it a daisies. Movie, right? Yeah. Didn't they kind of pick it up with the movie? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, why are you so angry about people's I'm choices? I'm not angry. I'm just curious what the responses okay. are. Okay. A lot of uh, pushing daisies, which I respect. Mm-hmm. And in that same vein, I would say Hannibal. Let's have Hannibal back, right? Who's with me? I'm 100% with you on Hannibal. So good. Yeah, it just, it ran the gamut from Southland, a ton of those, which I respect as well. Absolutely. Southland would be on my very short list of shows I would love to have back because, partly because I felt like that show never got the due it deserved. It was one of the great police dramas of all time. Agree. And uh, um, it had Michael Cutlets and, uh, and Benjamin McKenzie. Mackenzie, thank you, and uh, the great Regina King, and mm-hmm. it was just—it was one of those shows that should have been a smash and should have been on for twice as long as it did. It just didn't get its due. Yes, please give me some more Southland. There you go. A lot of uh, terriers. Remember yeah. that show? That was great. Donald Logue. Logue. Yeah, Donald, they, people were bummed when it got canceled. Yeah, for sure. But then I got some weird <laughs> Dallas. Really? Uh, that's that's fun. Wonder Years. Okay, these are choices. I can see Wonder Years. Yeah, but if if it's a show that can pick up right from then, which obviously it can't, people age out, whatever, but we're talking we have stop time and that show is just back, what would it be? Um, Southland would be very close to the top of my list, Mm -hmm. and I would also have to say what show do I never stop talking about? Friday Night Lights. That's Friday great. Night okay. Lights. Yeah. Right. I, I don't care how long it's on. You don't. You didn't get enough of it. And that need, rumor is swirling forever. By the way. About, well, there are, yeah. there are always people who say they want more, but I don't think they're going to go back for it. I mean, you look at where a lot of that cast is now. They've moved. I mean, look look how many shows. Um, Connie Britton. Yeah, look how many yeah. shows she's done. And even <laughs> I mean, Jesse Plemons is like on his way to an eventual like Oscar nomination. Big like, star, incredible. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Jensen? What's your show? Uh, well, as you know, my wife. Let's uh, <laughs> do it again. My wife uh, did this for real. She <laughs> was on a show growing up, and then they brought it back as Girl Meets World, and just pretended like it just kept going. Uh-huh. So I have a little bit of expertise in this. Mm. Okay. I would say, freaks and geeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, something we can't do now since all of them are humongous stars on their own. But and we, they're all and they're all forty, and they're not yeah. in high school anymore. Well, <laughs> sure, we froze time, is what I was told. Oh, that's okay. Uh, but we left them only one season in. Clearly, a classic case of a show getting canceled too early. Uh, we would have seen the main character played by Linda Carlini go off to college. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, having them weave in and out. Franco, obviously, his character showing up at college without any announcement. Those kind of things would have been great. And then following the geeks would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that show. Uh, yeah, I also throw six feet under in the mix, but without any spoilers, we saw what happened in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that show was on for a long time and had a very satisfying conclusion, yes, too. the most satisfying. But I would have taken more. Okay. Yep. How about you, Dave? Well, if we're going to go with drama, of course, I'm going to have to go with Jericho. Remember yeah. that? Oh, it was so good. <laughs> and it was just about to get good when it got canceled, where they were figuring out that the government destroyed, launched our own nuclear bombs against us. Oh, it was so good. And then when Skeet Ulrich was at the top of his game... Oh, man. Well, I don't know. And, and I don't then, know if Skeet Ulrich was at the Skeet, top of his Skeet game. Skeet Ulrich was, he was so good in that, yeah. in that uh, series. And then Lenny, we were introduced to Lenny James, who mm-hmm. plays Morgan on, on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. He was great in that. But if we were going with comedies, I would want to know more about Saved by the Bell. 
Let's keep going. No, Let's really? keep going. No. Yes, oh, we need more God. Zach. I need to know what Screech is doing. How is he living in the real world? I know what Screech world? is doing. I don't know if, I don't know if you know. But he's he in a jail in Wisconsin. How is, how, is he, how is he adapting in the real world? I want to see him in a suit and tie and working at the max, maybe. Right. Come on. Okay. No, no, no we, have, we, we learned enough about that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more Bayside. Um, let me just mention uh, Manuel, a frequent contributor on the Kevin B. Twitter account, who says, and this is the one that I think, if you, if you polled nationally what show do you want to come back and pick up the minute it left off, I think this would be the answer, which would be Friends. I think there are so many people out there who jones for Friends and more Friends and are always begging every one of those cast members every time they have a chance, hey, what are the chances of a Friends reunion? And I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen at some point. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got a mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld, by the way, would be another one. I bet a lot of people would love to see come back because that's a show, remember, that didn't just, uh, you know, run its course. That's a show that left on as top. the number one show on TV. Right. That's right. I'd love to see what Kramer's up to now. <laughs> Still in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, get on it, Hollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it seems weird that, we, you know, it's so hard for them to come up with ideas, and yet they don't really pick up shows right where they left off, right? That doesn't mm -hmm. happen a ton. They'll mm -hmm. reboot stuff or they'll come back, but it's not like they don't just start on day 15. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's always a, a new version of it. I'm That's down right. to just redo, like, bring the characters back. They need money. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thursday means Jensen's here with Get Up On This. Get up, get on up, 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 on this. Guys. As always, you can see all of my picks, things I think you should be into, uh, maybe that haven't yet hit mainstream or things you may have missed. You can see them all at krock.com. And this week, I'm very excited because I'm getting you up on 22-year-old singer Dominic Fike. Anyone Dominic know? Dominic Fike. Mm -hmm. No, -E. I'm familiar with the name. Great. He's had a uh, wild few months. He's out of Florida. Uh, when he was in high school, he was the product of sort of the SoundCloud rap era that's going on over there with uh, artists like XX Tentacion and and one of my favorite hip hop names, Ski Mask the Slump God. Oh sure. Uh, <laughs> and Little Pump, who actually shares a manager with Dominic now, the half black, half Filipino, who looks about 16 years old mm -hmm. uh, if you look up his photo. Very young looking. Uh, he focused on more hardcore rap back then, creating a buzz through that kind of stuff. But then took hey, a uh, hey, yes. Ali? yes. Yeah. 
why does Jensen spend so much time Googling teenagers? And like teenagers that... He looks 16. He's 22. Like, you guys mm-hmm. do not turn me... This is like not an R. Kelly like thing. Weird like Florida teens too. No, like guys, I also help. feel like your Google search is unfortunately adults who look like teenagers. Yes. That concerns well, me. Well, there's yes. no way you'd be able to see because I'm always in private mode. <laughs> uh, listen, here at Alt Radio, I have quit, uh, quite a bit of arguments in the back office about what mm-hmm. I think should be integrated from rap music, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the, the blurred lines between rap and alt music is is becoming more and more one over and over again. Uh, recently, you have things like uh, Run the Jewels and their song with uh, DJ Shadow that got a ton of alt radio play. And then obviously Childish Gambino's This Is America could have fit in at any point on our playlist. And I think with Dominic Fike, we're going to have one of the more interesting decisions here at Alt Radio in 2019. Now, Fike released a demo tape of his new style at the end of December 2017 while he was serving time in jail at Collier County. Uh, And even behind bars, it got a lot of attention in Florida, leading its way to a bunch of record labels and eventually a $4 million deal at Columbia. What was he serving time for? Uh, He was serving time for uh, breaking and entering. So now you don't have to worry that much about being canceled. Unless it was breaking and entering your heart, Jensen. Well, he's already done that. Uh, After Demo Songs got the endorsements from singer Khalid and uh, the all-important Jenner girls, He's now signed to Columbia, and he, he did it purely for $4 million, obviously a huge number, but he did it because his mother is also um, up for jail time, and he needed it for her defense so that she got a, a, a smaller... He's had a rough life. Yeah. Uh, a smaller jail sentence. She got two years in prison. He lists Blink-182 and Jake Johnson as inspiration. He loves the chili pepper so much that he actually got Frashante's face tattooed on his hand. Okay. Yeah, he's a, a big fan of alt music. Now, I'd be amiss not to say that some sites haven't liked him as much as I have. They think he's a bit of all hype. Uh, he has sort of an uncanny resemblance to the direction of Post Malone. He also has an Apple logo tattooed very small under his eye. But, but before you make fun of it too much, he has a sister named Apple, which is what the tattoo's for. But let's listen to a song from the album Don't Forget About Me Demos, which again is are just the demo songs that he released in order to get his record deal. Columbia just re-released it. Here's a song I think that could be played on K-Rock every single hour. It's called Three Nights. At the motel Under street lights In the city of palms Call me what you want When you want If you want And you can call me names If you call me up Three nights At the motel Under street lights In the city of palms Call me what you want When you want If you want And you can call me names If you call me up Guys uh, I like it very much. And here's the thing. It's like when a rap style artist picks up a guitar nowadays, it's kind of all Post Malone thought. But this is much more in the sort of Jack Johnson, almost Sublime-esque style. I see that, yeah. Uh, and so I think this second song as well uh, is called She Wants My Money. Awesome. Listen to it. Fight, guys. All right. 
F-I-K-E. He is going to blur the lines between hip-hop and alt music even more. I can't suggest it more, especially if you're a fan of, like, the Jake Johnson. Uh, Jake Johnson? Oh, I mean, From Spider? Johnson. <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse? If, if you're a fan of New Girl, you're okay. going to love Dominic <laughs> Fike. Uh, guys, you can download it. Like I said, it's everywhere now. Columbia re-released it. Uh, don't forget about me demos. That is my Get Up On This. Get Up Get On Up On This. Get Up The Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. We get snakes inside a place. I was dignified. I don't want to live like this. But I don't want to Ezra, you want to back announce that one for us here on K-Rock? Sure. Now. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was uh, that was Vampire Weekend with Harmony Hall on K-Rock. First time ever. <laughs> First time ever, That's ladies right. and gentlemen. Ezra Koenig is here in studio with us here on the world-famous K-Rock Kevin and Beach Show. Has it really been six years since the last Vampire Weekend album? It, it's hard for me to believe. It doesn't feel like it. But technically, yeah, the last album came out in 2013. Wow. And I know, and we have this conversation all the time with people who it seems to us, you know, fans on the other side of the radio waiting for new music. It seems like it's been forever. But for you, you're busy living a life. You probably toured on that record for a couple of years. So it's not like you were, you know, just sitting on the beach, right? That was some of the time anyway. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, the, the album comes out and then you're not really done with the album that year. That's almost the beginning. Yeah, so you got to subtract another two years, and then you take a little time off. Yeah, next thing you know, six years goes by very quickly. And you're doing a radio show for Beats One, and you're out out procreating. He has a TV show on Netflix. Got a TV show. Oh, yeah, that was my kind of, like, fun take-a-break-from-music thing, made a cartoon with Jaden Smith. (laughs) And then got a... Yeah, so, you know, you you do a few other things, next thing you know, it's like half a decade, more than half a decade goes by. How old is your baby now? Uh, five months. That's a lot of time as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was all like kind of wild timing. The, the, but you know, again, it's the, this record didn't need to be rushed out. So I'm glad we got to. Yeah. Time. You know, I usually feel bad about asking musicians to come in on the show so early, but I feel like with a newborn at home, you're up anyway. You're probably delighted to get out of the house. Something's changing in me. That yeah, I I just suddenly started waking up at five a.m. every day. Sometimes I go back to sleep. That's maybe a difference between today and other yeah. days. But Jensen, yeah. uh, Jensen has got one on the way himself. Oh, real? Congrats. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I have no idea what I'm getting into. Like, getting, uh, being able to wake up for morning radio has clearly helped the idea that I can right. go to sleep. But we, my, my wife and I yesterday, my, sorry, my wife, uh, <laughs> my wife and I were, were sitting around yesterday and we realized, like, silence is over. Like, right. we, like we love silence so much and mm-hmm. it's just like we pretty much have to give that up for a while. Well, you know, y- you'll see what you get. There's, <laughs> that's just, actually like, what we say to each other all the time. No, because actually, I, I find different parents have, have conversations about like, well, how long does the, the baby sleep? Mm-hmm. What's their vibe? And, and you know, just like people, everybody's so different. Loud, yeah, quiet. All right. Interestingly enough, that has to do with what my guess was as to what FOTB was. Oh yeah. Because people were trying to guess. Right. So mine was, you know, you woke up in the middle of the night, and you went F. 
Oh, the baby. <laughs> oh, so right. right. Like you're like, what is that? Oh, the baby. So right. it was a curse. Then oh, the baby. Sad to see it wasn't that. No, I mean, no. Yeah, the the name also. I thought of like years years ago. So any any resonance it may have with really? more recent events because yeah. it stands for Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride. Yeah. Huh. You're a fan of the Steve Martin film. Oh yeah. Well, who isn't? <laughs> yeah, Chance and Matt, what yeah. are you doing? It's a great standout. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Martin Short role. It's all good. It's all. Good. Oh yeah. Yeah. So why years ago were you thinking about that? You know, we I always it's always kind of nice to lock the name in early, um, because then there are ways that I don't know maybe gives you ideas for lyrics or helps you just kind of see the way everything's contextualized. So that that's always been the case, at least with the past few albums. So yeah, early on, I just kind of yeah I think I'm, I can't even remember. It might have been literally just like. You know, seeing the movie come on TV and just being like, oh, Father of the Bride. And then, <laughs> and then just like thinking about it more and being kind of like, oh, wait, actually, Father of the Bride, when you kind of take it, it's like a kind of like a deep phrase and you start to seem metaphoric or whatever, metaphorical or whatever. And, uh, and so, anyway, it's nice to kind of lock it in. It gives you like a the lay of the land early. I yeah. Like if it. I did that, my album would be called Wayne's World 2. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be a strange title. That'd be that. A Wayne's World too. I like that. It's a sleeper. The uh, the music business has has changed so much, even in even between the third Vampire Weekend album and the fourth Vampire Weekend album. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that that has to do with how you've decided to roll this one out by dropping a couple of songs a, m- a month, right, until the album comes out. Well, yeah. I mean, also this is the album is 18 songs, so I also kind of like the idea of giving people a healthy taste before. So, yeah. you know, so I, we were talking, you know, some people drop three songs before that. And I was like, why don't we just make it three pairs of two? That just felt we have so much material that we want yeah. to share with people. Did That's you all. think after maybe 12 songs, you were like, we got an album. Nope. Keep going. So, somehow I knew off the bat that this had to be a double album or, you know, to me, it's a double album. If that's also a funny thing. Like you said, so much has changed in the past. Yeah, five there's years no such that, thing really as a double album. Right. You know, it's just yeah, a, a 20, a 20 track uh, playlist is what there is. Now. Exactly. So there, there's a part of me that's thinking like, like Exile Main Street and Tusk, like double albums. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a part of me that's like 18 song album on the streaming era to, to a lot of people. It's just a regular album. Well, because, yeah, most albums that are coming out nowadays, at least stuff I know you and I listen to, are yeah. like 14 minutes. <laughs> like, it's right. a full album, and it's five <laughs> yeah. songs, and it's 15 minutes. There's so many different There's so many different ways to look at it. But, yeah, I don't know. Once I started, maybe because I took a break, when I started writing for this album, the songs came so quickly that I, I already knew this was going to be, like, a more substantial record. And I really thought it might be... I, I, re- I actually thought it might be, like, two 23-song albums. Which obviously, Whoa. speaking of Wayne's World 2, I was like, maybe we drop Father the Bride and Father the Bride Part 2. <laughs> right, right. Same, same day. <laughs> like, uh, like Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, Absolutely. same day. 46 it. tracks. That's right. And then, yeah. I, and then I, was, I got serious. And, and when I really was like, and truly when I started paring it down, it ended up with 18 tracks. And I was like, each one of these sto- songs belongs here. There's no fact. Wow. Yeah. That's in my amazing. Opinion, in my opinion. This is the voice of uh, Ezra Koenig here, Kevin Beans. You're talking Vampire Weekend, new music just out today. Harmony Hall is the song we just heard, which, by the way, if it's okay with everybody, I'd like to play again. Yes. yes. Before yes. the next conversation. The other one is called 2021, which is a year that America is very much looking forward to right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Harmony Hall is a real place, right, from Columbia, right? Well, that that's funny. There's so many places called Harmony Hall mm-hmm. um, that... There is a dorm at Columbia, which is where we went to school, and but it didn't even exist when we were there. So that was like, there's sometimes this weird resonance where oh. it kind of already came up with the name. And then like 
later kind of search Harmony Hall, and they're like, there's a dorm at Columbia called Harmony Hall. I didn't even That's remember. a weird coincidence. That is weird. It is a weird coincidence. But yeah, no no real relation to that place, but but I don't mind. And the producer on that is Ariel, uh, correct? Am I... Yeah, yeah. And and he, it's so funny. Like, his resume is nuts. Like, he did Hey There, Delilah, but he also won a Grammy with Usher. And he's worked with, like, L.A. underground rapper Murs, and now you guys. Oh, like, yeah. No, Ariel he, he, and Adele, he, he's, yeah. wor- he's worked with everybody. And I'd also like to point out, because I know there's some K-Rock listeners who would remember, he was the singer of the classic ska punk band, The Hippos. <gasps> oh, really? Really? Oh, no idea. I've been trying, and, you know, I, like, I love that. I'm sure. a huge ska punk fan. Yes. You know, and he he's, does so much other stuff, but I'm, I was actually seeing if he would get them together for a reunion. <laughs> for, Do I have to, a hippo open... sticker? <laughs> I feel I mean, like I have a sticker. There, there's true ride or die hippos fans. So pe- some people meet Ariel and are like, oh my God, you produced that Usher song. I'm such a fan. And then there'll be like somebody else who's just like, dude, where did the hippos get back together? <laughs> <laughs> he's been nominated for producer of the year at the Grammys, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. But yet people are still going to yell about his ska band. I love it. It's great. I love it. Yeah, me too. Um, I want to ask one more question about Harmony Hall before we take a quick break and play it again and talk more with Ezra. And that is, and uh, and I'm sure this is the goal as a, a lyricist, is you want the words mm. to mean something on the other end. I got to tell you, it stopped me in my tracks when you sing, I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. Mm. Because I feel like that is the most relatable thing you could say to to anyone. I mean, everybody has that feeling when they're thinking about the changes that they want to make in their life and the difference that they want to make. That's a very impactful statement, I guess is what I'm saying. I'd like it, to th- yeah, I'd like to think so. Did it mean did it mean something special to you or did it just fill out the verse? No, that that I mean that's a phrase that goes way back and th- this song has deep roots and actually I've used that line on another song. But that's kind of a Vampire Weekend tradition to, mm-hmm. to, to use lines. Because sometimes you start a song and the, the branches of the tree go in different directions. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I had to, you know, think hard about because some, some of the hardcore fans would be like, oh, we, we've heard that phrase before. And I just thought, you know, what, it, it's worth repeating. Because, um, yeah, I think a, a lot of people relate to it. Throughout history, people have more or less said the same thing. It's you don't like the situation that you're in. You don't like the way that you're living. And yet, why is it so hard to do anything else? Yes. I think that, yeah, I think that's some basic human uh, reality. Well, that, that hit me right in the feels, man. I got to mm. tell you. The song is called Harmony Hall. Many more questions with our guest. Ezra Koenig is here from Vampire Weekend. By the way, this might be a good time to say, since we announced Father of the Bride, I'm trying to do the math on these pre-releases, but when will the, the full record actually be, be coming out? Do you in, have a date yet? We haven't totally pinned down a date. Like, in roughly three months, because we want to okay. give each little pair of months. So let's say April, May, something like that. Okay, fantastic. Take a break. Be right back on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. They're back, you guys. Brand new music from Vampire Weekend. That is called Harmony Hall from the forthcoming album coming out this spring called Father of the Bride. Ezra, how's it sound here on the radio? It sounds good. It's it's about time. We We... we we messed with that song for way too long. Yeah. <laughs> really? Um, I wanted to ask you something. First of all, your your uh, your Beats One uh, radio show. We were just talking to you mm. off the air. Time. What's it called? Time. Time, one? Crisis. Time crisis. Time crisis. It's so good. You're so good on the radio. First oh, thank of all, you. Which is not the case with a lot of uh, musicians. But one of the things, I mean, you're you're so clearly a music fan, and you talk about so many different things related to music, you know, with an insider's knowledge that I really appreciate. But one of the things that I think is interesting is the conversations that you guys get into about 
the fans of the bands and how they draw lines of what they find acceptable and what they like and what they don't like and their beefs against other bands that you know and things like oh, that. Right, right. And I was just wondering, what's that been like for you? Like, do you think that your fans appreciate your music the way you want them to? Are you down with the way your fans like your band? Or are there factions that drive you crazy? Oh, well... Everyone's got an opinion. No, that's very interesting. I mean, you at, at some point, I think you, I think you realize you can't go too deep into the fan communities. They're, they're just things that the artist is not meant to see. Mm-hmm. Positive, including positive For things. Sure. Just like you know, that that's a whole community. Um, I, there's something nice also about approaching fourth album, whatever you want to call this, like mid career, old, old age or something. <laughs> it just some of the you kind of settle into a groove where where the 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 fans have been with you long enough that I think they see stuff in this larger context. Mm-hmm. So in some ways when I when I remember, you know, us first coming out and you got all these com, you know, like one of our early songs A Punk and I remember like just seeing comments be like this isn't punk. <laughs> and I just was like just all like just these like really angry reactions and stuff. So to have fans who are kind of know have been on the journey with you. Yeah. It, it actually takes some of the edge off. So generally, I would say that there's something nice about the the, the fans and the way they interpret stuff, and they and even just the past week, just you know, people guessing the name of the album, decoding some of the imagery. Actually, mm-hmm. it was like really positive. Yeah. So yeah. And the further along you go, the more they allow growth, is essentially it. Because when you first start out, if a second album diverges anything from what oh, yeah, they yeah. think the band is. But right. over time, you are allowed that growth from a fan. More or less. Yeah, I think anybody who's been with Vampire Weekend for the first three albums knows that they are actually looking for us to change on mm-hmm. each album. They're interested in the journey. Right. Because, yeah, it, it, that's that's when it gets scary. And I think that's stressful for artists is when people just do not tolerate anything different. Yeah. But that, that's it's, it's like a tightrope walk to be a little sure. different, but also you got to sound like yourself. That you know. Have you had songs that you've you've got a lot of hate on? Got a lot of hate? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, I would say like generally when the band first came out, the all of them, but for some <laughs> people, you know, anything new, it's always kind of divisive. I mean, yeah, specific right. songs. Yeah, that, I just wondered if they're, your fan, you're surprised well, by pushback because most bands do have songs that for whatever reason their fans are not down with. Bean is just trying to make you feel bad. So <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I get Bean, it. what but song do the, you hate? Why don't you tell us? <laughs> no, no, yeah, I don't, no, I don't, I don't no, have no, one like that, but, well, but I'm not a, you know, I'm I mean, not one I, of these super to, internet trolls. I, generally, I think, I kind of pride myself on the fact that, you know, we're really an album band. So mm-hmm. generally, I would say every song kind of has fans. Mm-hmm. And okay. often, there's diff- it's not always the singles or people's favorite, or a lot of people might be other times. It might be like a ballad or something. The um, There's one song that we've never played live on the last album called Hudson that's like, one of the most like minor key Vampire Weekend songs. I've seen I've seen people refer to that as their least favorite. It's too okay. spo- it might be too spooky. I mean, okay, people- I, that's what I hear when I hear a bad song. I go, it's too spooky. <laughs> this is yeah, too I'd spooky. Say, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's too spooky. People, it's too spooky. People right. want that upbeat Vampire Weekend sound. They they can't handle the spooky side. Well, but- it was weird that it starts with Vincent Price and then you have that. <laughs> that's, weird. Yeah. Yeah. that's our that's our thriller. It's a little too spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ezra, it's been so long since we had you in that I have to ask you about something else that has happened since you were last here, mm-hmm. and that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You co-wrote and co-produced this song for Beyonce? Yeah. How the hell does that happen? 
the the cool thing about it is that I all I had to do is that I didn't really have to do much. The I made the original demo with Diplo. So he played me a bunch of beats and he had this loop of this sample that that's kind of what you hear at the heart of the song. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of wrote this hook on it that was kind of based on the AES. I was quoting the AES. And then so I wrote this hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see that? Originally it was can't you see there's no other God above you? And then we we thought maybe it'd be for Major Laser. I did a song with them before. Mm-hmm. And then I actually still have the email when, when uh, Wes first sent me our demo. It's in the same key. It's me singing the exact same thing. And I wrote back like, you know what? That's a pretty good hook if I do say so myself. I think this could be good. I want to save this for Vampire Weekend. And he said like, yeah, sure. We save that for Vampire Weekend. And then, you know, a lot of time passes. I'm not even working on Vampire Weekend. And then he, it might have been literally two years later, hit me up and said, you know, what would you think if this was a Beyonce song? <laughs> I happened to play her the demo and she liked it. And I, and I actually, at first, I wasn't even that excited because I was like, that's never going to happen. Right. <laughs> Too spooky. It's too, it's clearly too spooky. It's so spooky. <laughs> but I was just like, it's not going to happen because I, I just know so many people who dip their toes into the the kind uh, the world of writing for people, and 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 you sometimes hear I've, like I've, I've literally I've heard hundreds of people say I got a song on the next Rihanna album, and at this point I'm kind of like, yeah, we'll see about sure. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I was kind of like, like yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then and then some time goes by and then it you know, then we start getting hit up like, no, this is actually gonna happen and then I hear her version, all the things that she added to it, and I was kinda like, Wow, this for real? And so at that point I was like, you know what, this doesn't need to be on the Vampire Weekend album, that's cool. <laughs> Beyonce, you can have it. Yeah, but I, I still do have like my earliest little notes of the you know, you know, LP four track list brainstorm ideas and hold up was on it. That's I love amazing. It. And by the way, she murdered it too. And it was kind of the centerpiece of that whole lemonade video. That isn't that the song where she's oh, yeah. smashing out the windshield? That's the and iconic the video yeah. in the yellow, yellow dress. dress. So it's, oh it, it's one of those things where clearly it's so much better. And then, you know, I've been at like uh you know, saw her like perform it at the Rose Bowl and you know that's one of the more Crazy. surreal experiences of my life so yeah. now you just have to write things with nobody in mind and be like Elton John's gonna do this one yeah. <laughs> nobody. I, I think I think that that's that's the way because I'm, I'm to me it's like thinking about Vampire Weekend is such a full-time music job mm-hmm. that if any if somebody actually come to me and said hey you got any ideas for the next Beyonce album I don't yeah. know what kind of I would have I'm gonna come up with something really weird or bad so uh, she picked the demo off the pile. That I love it. That's, wow. that's, that's, that's a beautiful story. That is, that is yeah. really cool. So you, if if that had one album of the year as it should have, sorry, right. Bill fans. He's still mad. I'm still mad about that. I would have won a Grammy. <laughs> you would have won a Grammy for album of the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We got one Vampire Weekend Grammy, but it would have been cool to have a Beyonce Grammy. It would have been Grammy. way cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know. Bean just keeps bringing up these things. Right? To just hurt Ezra's soul so today. So spooky. Anything else you want to bring up that you lost or that <laughs> yeah. people hate? Anything else? Anything else you like? But I'm no, just, just still I, so mad about the Beyonce Grammy, though. That's why I will never let that go. Although, the truth is, of course, I, I, mean, I was sitting there. I was sitting next to Diplo. You know, there's a little bit of excitement that maybe we'll win a Grammy. But, of course, it's so much. It's At the end of the day, I you know, a lot of people were disappointed by that. But. It's you know we we lost, but it's also so barely about us that no, I wanted her to win. That's the truth. Yeah, but I exactly. Exactly. And by the way, it's also hard to be mad at Adele. It's not like it was one of these Grammys things. And the where... irony is that Ariel, our producer, yeah. won the a Grammy with Adele. So then afterwards, we're out with everybody, just going out to eat, and there was a lot of like 
you know, him roasting me. <laughs> I, I beat you. Just gloating. It had so little to do with either one of us, which is like, I beat you. That's right. All right, I'll get you next time, man. I am sad that we are already out of time, Ezra. Oh, thanks for having me. No, it's thanks so fun, and we're so happy to have you back, and we're so excited about the new music, and we'll be playing Harmony Hall a lot here on uh, K-Rock. Anything else? We already talked about the records coming out in the spring, March or April. Yeah, Father of the Bride. 18 songs, Father of the Bride, songs. it's called, and then I assume we'll, we'll see you out on the road this summer and whatnot. Oh yeah, we we have some really exciting live plans. So yeah, ne- next next week or two, tour with Beyonce. Peeled. Oh, <laughs> put it, put it oh, out there. Oh, was I not supposed to say that? Put it out. Oh, my bad. Sorry, it's kind of it's a co-headline. Okay, oh, right, we're, right. We're, sw- we're switching off each night. Right. No, but the uh, yeah, we can't wait to get back on the road actually because the adding eighteen songs to the uh, the repertoire oh, is yeah. going it, to be it's going to be really fun. And uh, congratulations on uh, on the baby. And, Thank you. Uh, and we love you here at K-Rock. We always have. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for stopping Thanks by. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye-bye. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You guys remember the Vampire Weekend times? That was great. What a delight. I, I nerded with him so hard as he was leaving. Yeah. Well, it was like guys- embarrassing. You guys have a lot in common. I know. We I feel talked like about you guys should be friends. East Coast hip hop. It was just Dweeb City. A lot of fun. All right. It's uh, 7.55. Should Beer Mug officiate a pair of listeners' weddings? I say no, but we'll find out more about it coming up right after the top of the hour. First, Allie's here with What's Happening. Has he moved on from the Mitzvah Bros where he's like the hype man? So now oh, he's I think officiating? He's doing, I think he's doing both. I think it's all one job, many different like uh, responsibilities. Wow. That is quite the side hustle. That is amazing. Guys, remember when Alec Baldwin was accused of punching a guy after they argued over their Greenwich Village parking spot last November? Mm-hmm. He, of course, denied it. Then in court documents, he admitted to pushing the man after believing that he stole his spot. Well, Alec Baldwin pleaded guilty to second-degree harassment and agreed to take anger management classes. And uh, therefore, he just uh, has to pay a little fine, take some classes. Everything's good. What a fat little pig. <laughs> He's going to pay a mandatory fee of 120 bucks. has to complete those classes by March 27th. And here's the part that I was like, really? Pictures and video of the incident will also be destroyed. Whoa. Oh. Huh. I'd, wow. like, I'd like that to happen for a few things in my life. Amen. Me wearing airbrushed overalls in eighth grade. Me wearing puka shells to the prom, right? Yeah. Who's with me? All Give a call if you wore puka shells no, to no, your no, no, prom. No, 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 We're not no? doing that. Okay. Calls. My bad. So, uh, Nick Cannon, Justin Bieber, they are sticking by their buddy Chris Brown. Despite the rape allegation made against Chris Brown, 
this past week. Longtime friends are sticking by him, and by sticking by him, they wrote stuff on his Instagram page. <laughs> Here's the thing. So he was in Paris. A 24-year-old woman accused him of raping her in a hotel. He was released without charges, and he said on Instagram that the allegations were, quote, false, and that that bitch was lying. So, I mean, it's I, he was, I mean, all right, go on. Uh, he could have used different words. Yes. I, my thing lying. is that he, if, mm-hmm. if there truly was no evidence and this mm-hmm. is a lie thing, then I'm happy that he wasn't charged Absolutely. with the case. It's just that Chris Brown just can't, he can't just sort of like Avoid. humbly keep yeah. moving. Yeah. Because that does suck if he was accused incorrectly Absolutely. of anything. But boy, oh boy, he's not fun when he comes down to yelling at people. Yeah. Well, he posted a video of himself dancing inside a studio. And Bieber, who's a longtime friend of the singer, was very impressed and said, No one can touch you. You're the greatest of all time. Mm. And then Nick Cannon, also a good friend, said, Stay focused, King. I mean... But isn't he still a garbage person even if he didn't do this yes. one? Yes. Yeah, he definitely didn't do... I mean, based on them, you know, he was released, so he he's didn't released, do this one. Yeah. But uh, yes, I don't think he's a king. Yeah, I don't think he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. And I think maybe we could pick and choose our um, our heroes differently. Yep. Who's with me? Like Jonah Hill, right? I love Jonah. What's going on with Jonah? He's talking about... Um, taking jujitsu and how he's changing his whole diet around. And now he's letting people in on another thing that's one of his passions, photography. I don't go on like Kevin and Bean. I'm like, yo, this is my favorite show. Like, <laughs> Right, right. The two-time Oscar nominee shared his love of the art of photography on Instagram. He posted, I've decided to start sharing some photos with you all. Hope you enjoy. If not, that's cool too. And then he published a series of black and white photos, including shots of Two Chains, Kim Kardashian, Lucas Hedges. So, I mean, he's he's really. I feel like Jonah Hill more now than ever is really kind of finding himself and showing us who he is. Love Jonah Hill. Love what he's doing. Do you love Jonah seen, Hill? I haven't seen the photos, mm-hmm. but remember, everybody who has an iPhone is not a photographer. It's true that they're not. I mean, they're just shots from things he's done. I think you're looking at it uh, when you're looking at his photos. Look at it for the ambiance around him. He's not Ansel Adams. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like right. the one of Kim Kardashian holding up Skittles or whatever from Wyoming. It's just mm-hmm. a kind of a weird... He's putting a picture of Paul Schrader he posted. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, I guess it's the life that Jonah is living is right. more interesting than anything else. He's capturing mm-hmm. moments of his life. Yes. Okay. That we usually wouldn't be privy yes, to. Yes, he has a more interesting life than we do. I get it. I mean, <laughs> really, who doesn't is what I'm saying. That's very true. Uh, All right. Some birthdays for you Misha Barton, Matthew Lillard, Tatiana Ali, Ed Helms, Kristen Schaal, Sean McVeigh, and Neil Diamond. Sweet Caroline. That's how you find white people everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's that is very a true. battle cry. It's very true. He hasn't missed a step there. He just he sounds great. Was that uh, Felipe Sparza? It sure was. I love it. <laughs> and that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K O Q Q. DJ Omar Khan. Good morning. Looks like you're in here representing your client. What's going on? I am. I'm representing my clients, uh, Shannon and Lloyd. They hired me uh, to play their wedding in, coming up in November. And when they were hiring me, they brought up that, hey, would Beer Mug be interested in officiating the wedding? <gasps> 
And, uh, you know, uh, I've worked with Beer Mug, and he, we did the Mitzvah Brothers gig, and he was on point. He was great. So he really impressed me. So I thought, without a doubt, he'd be great at officiating a wedding, and he could get ordained online mm-hmm. for like five bucks. Oh, it's easy. Yeah. yeah. So I asked Muggs, and I think Muggs is totally down. I think he would do, be, a, you know, do a great job. But I think Shannon and Lloyd are on the fence a little bit about having Beer Mug do it. Oh, yeah. I wonder why. So because Muggs made a bunch of 13-year-olds happy, you feel like he can handle a grown-up of event in a real-life actual wedding. Not only that, Beer Mug has emceed a lot of different things, especially working at K-Rock Promotion and going out to Guys Night Out things. I've seen him in action in a ton of different situations. I think he'd be great. But okay. I think that's different from trying to get 13-year-olds hype to do the Macarena on a dance floor or get people stoked about t-shirts they could win. You gotta kind of tone it down a little. Like, give me give me the beginning of, you know, the people are all seated. Sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my name is Beer Mug. Okay. <laughs> Representing the United yep. States of America in I this rest, case. I rest my case. That was just muscle memory for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. All right. Well, let's meet Omar's uh, clients again. Shannon is uh, on line 10. Let's say hi to her first. Hey, Shannon, how are you? Good. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for coming on. And this is going to be your intended. This is Lloyd on line 11. Hey, Lloyd. Hey, good morning. How's everyone doing? Good. Doing great. Now, Shannon, how long have you and Lloyd been together? Uh, almost four years. Okay. And when did you get engaged? Uh, last July. Congratulations. And when, uh, and when's the wedding again? In November. And where's it going to be? Uh, New Hall Mansion. Oh, that's, oh, that's very fancy. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, there's I've like been a, there too. There's like a little pirate cave underneath the whole uh, mansion. It's really sweet. Like wow. a grotto? Yeah, the yeah. man cave. Okay. Man cave, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, and Lloyd, what else can you tell me about the wedding day? What do you guys have planned for your wedding? Big, is it a big um, affair? Just family? What? No, it'll be semi-small family, close friends. Um, the mansion, you know, it's it's not super large, but it has a nice backyard for nice casual wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you've met with DJ Omar Khan, and you're pretty confident in his ability to do a great job at the reception, right? Yeah, I think he'll do a fantastic job. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Omar's five-star reviews, everything he's ever done. So you're fine there. Um, Shannon, whose idea was it to maybe involve Beer Mug in the big day? Uh, that would be my idea. Oh, <laughs> I did not see that coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear the thought process of that. Uh, well, our first choice was Kevin Smith, but he's super out of our budget. Uh, <laughs> he, gets, he gets paid for that? <laughs> he does. It's All like right. 10 grand. Oh, Whoa, so, uh, oh my gosh. Really? I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, we I didn't think... either until we looked into it, and I was like, that's a lot of money. Okay, but there's a, but there's a lot of distance between Kevin Smith, an actual <laughs> celebrity, and Beer Mug, the guy who answers the phones on a radio show. Yeah, I'm, I'm only five grand. <laughs> no, he, pay, he pays you five grand. Oh. I mean, did you, at le- did you at least look into Screech and people like that who may be affordable? You know, Spencer and Heidi, those types of celebrities? No, we went straight to Beer Mug after Kevin Smith. Wow. Good choice. Okay. And uh, what's why is it it's important why is it important for you to have a quote unquote celebrity do the vows? Why not just a a minister or somebody? Uh we're not really religious and I just want attention taken off of me. So I figure who better than Beer Mug. Perfect. Yeah, I'm not religious either. <laughs> and uh I do a very good job on the microphone as uh, Omar was uh promoting earlier. Well how said. We, how <laughs> 
That seems unusual for a bride to want the attention taken off of her. I I love it and I respect it, although it's all about you that day, Shannon. But if this is something that you want... You want it, the attention off of you. I I think beer mug's your guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I, I sense there's a little bit of resistance on the other line, and that's going to be Lloyd. What are your concerns about mugs? Well, I mean... We we all know beer mug. Uh, That's enough, sir. <laughs> you, you, you can you can literally either get the mitzvah mitzvah row beer mug who does a fantastic job with thirteen year olds, mm-hmm. or you can get cheers with beer mug beer mug. <laughs> yeah, has a couple of drinks to to you know get ready and prepared, and then. Let me, let me put your mind at ease, Lloyd. Uh, when it comes down to business, Beer Mug is very professional. Mm-hmm. He definitely will not let you down. Uh, I am vouching for him. What kind of cut does Omar get? What is happening? Uh, no, I don't I don't take any cut. I think I think having uh, Beer Mug as part of my company is uh, asset enough. Wow. 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 Yeah, for sure. Now, well, <laughs> Lloyd, let me ask you this. Um, is it the person who, who administers the vows... I, although it's a very important, obviously, part of the wedding, it's the part where you get legally wed, it really is only a couple of minutes, right? That's not like, it's not like he's got to get up there and improv for an hour. It's pretty well scripted, right? So what can go wrong? Oh, I mean, it's zero. Well, <laughs> again, again That's a good point. Not wrong. <laughs> Muggs, how do you feel about this? Is this something you want to do? Yeah, this would be a great honor. I, I think, uh, you know, many of our listeners have expressed how, you know, big fans they are. And I think to have me at their wedding is not only their honor, but a, a bigger honor for me. You know, Kevin and I used to marry people all the time. I don't know if you know this, Shane right. and Lloyd, but we were with the Universal Life Church. And back in the 90s, we probably married, I don't know, 15 different couples or something like that. Wow. And we always felt like... The, these couples weren't going to make it because <laughs> because they were they were starting off by turning their wedding into a joke. Like if you're involving Kevin and Bean in any way in your wedding, you're not taking it seriously enough. But I will tell you that that was not the feedback that I got from the couples, many of whom are still married today mm-hmm. that we still hear from, and they're like, you know, it was so special having you there, and I'm glad we did it, and it worked out, and blah blah blah. So it's I, I'm kind of too close to it. So it's really, I think it's up to you guys to decide how comfortable you are with it, how you know how strongly you feel about it. it. Sounds like Muggs is in, Omar is vouching for it. Shannon, I feel like you're leaning that way. It seems like it's really, it comes down to Lloyd. I mean, I think it would be a fantastic idea. I mean, it surely would be a, a great story. I mean, who can say that they had, uh, you know, a guy named Beer Mug officiate your wedding. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, as long as he, it was professional and he, he you know, did it wholeheartedly. I, I think it'd be a great idea. Will you wear a hockey jersey to make him feel okay about Kevin Smith? <laughs> the Kevin Smith thing, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> might have, a, might They'll smoke a couple of joints. Him, make it, yeah, you know, wear some jorts. So, jorts. So, so <laughs> Shannon, it sounds like uh, Lloyd's it if it's going to make you happy. I love it. Hey. All right, all right, we got it. We're in. Wow. We got a fake minister. Love it. <laughs> All right. So, Muggs, I guess your next job is to send in that dollar to the Universal Life Church of Fresno, California. Yeah, I'm going to become a minister. This is great. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll uh, keep in touch. Let us know if anything changes. For God forbid, don't break up between now and November. Why would you even <laughs> no, put that out? I just got to go the negative route. Yes. I just, but I'm just. With the same less. We love love. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lloyd. I love love. I'm glad we're able to settle this. Thanks for coming on, you guys. We'll talk to you as we get closer to the ceremony, okay? Sounds Thanks, good. Thanks, okay. Okay, bye-bye now. Oh. 
It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. There are lots of ways you can keep in touch with the show, and we always appreciate hearing from you. Of course, you can text us anytime at 1-800-520-1067. We've got all of our social media, the Kevin and Bean Facebook page, Kevin and Bean on Instagram, at Kevin and Bean, Kevin and Bean Twitter, same address, at Kevin and Bean. And you can always leave a good old-fashioned voicemail as well. We call it the Afro line. And uh, I have noticed that about, tell me if I'm wrong about this, Allie, mm-hmm. about 60% of the people who call the Afro line are stoned. Oh, I think you could be more generous. Really? More yeah. than that? More, yeah, more drunk, too. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely some alcohol going on. I'm not sure about this first call. Let's see what you guys think. <laughs> Damn, I'm so high. <laughs> okay, that one I think we can mm-hmm. put in the high column. Yeah. Uh, Radeon Durf is uh, something that the dear cult leader uh, Kevin introduced us to, and uh, it's very persistent. I mean, once it's out there in the world, you really can't get rid of it, and it's turning up in unexpected places. So I'm on my way to work, and I put on my jacket. And inside the jacket pocket is a bag of Radeon dirt. Mm. So now I'm dirting all day. I'm probably going to lose my job. <laughs> I wonder if I can get a radio job and just dirt all day, dude. He sounds qualified to work at K-Rock. Sure. Tell you that. The uh, Zero Club is something else that will never go away. And there are two types of Zero Club people. These are people who run their gas tank all the way down to empty before they even begin to look for gas. Yeah, daredevils. Uh, yeah, daredevils, exactly. This is the uh, this is the first kind of Zero Club person. Oh, my God. This is for Kevin. I'm on the freeway. I had 10 miles left in my range. And all of a sudden, it went to, like... All these lines, like zero miles in my range. I've never done this before. I'm totally scared. How do you do this? Like, I don't understand it. I'm scared about getting to the gas station or not making it to the gas station. This isn't any fun. It's anxiety ridden for me. I don't understand how you people do this all the time. You know, you people. (laughs) She busted out a you people at the end. She did. I agree with her, by the way. Zero Club is no way to live. Mm-mm. But a lot of people get a thrill out of it, like this caller. Okay, it's official. I'm a member of the Zero Club. Zero miles so empty. You know, you wait your whole life for this moment, and then Kevin gives you a Radeon Durf command, and next thing you know, you're Zero Clubbing it. I feel so alive! Woo! Jeez, I'm concerned. Um... What is your guys' sense of how the Ramley is gearing up for the Super Bowl? You feel like there's a great deal of excitement on the streets of Los Angeles? I mean, you want me to be honest? Or... Yeah, be honest. I, no, I don't I don't think L.A. has become the football city it should be, especially we have a team going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just seems nonchalant. Well, you'd be happy to know that this guy is uh, definitely representing for Rams fans. Look at the Rams go 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 uh, here's a listener who has a question about an, uh, a musical artist's name and is looking for our help. So I was at the gallery the other day, and I saw Corinne Bailey Ray. Where is it? Corinne Bale. Corinne Bale. Uh, ba- I don't know. What is it, Kevin? Coming up next, an unforgettable moment with Corinne Bale Ray. 
an unforgettable moment with Cor- an unforgettable moment with Corinne Bale. Wow. Jensen, I don't know if this will offend you or not, but uh, this one is for you and, and your bride. Hey, Kevin and Bean. Listen to this. Why did Jensen and Danielle get married? Tabanga. <clears throat> Tabanga. <laughs> no? All right. Hi, Ellie. The clearing of the throat to repeat it. To repeat that hurt the most. It was it was definitely well presented. I I did. It is true. uh, Thank my Christmas tree for its service. It's something that I learned from uh, from the Marie Kondo Netflix show. Tidying up is that you just don't take your your possessions for granted, and if they spark joy in your life, you you let them know that before you put them out on the curb for the trash man to pick up. And uh, that's what this caller is weighing in with. Hey, Kevin. I fell in love with my Christmas tree, too, after I took it to the curb. We met on Timber. Ah! <laughs> also, that guy licking the doorbell, his face rings a bell. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to say yes and yes, by the way. Not bad at all. Both of those. Yeah. All right, here's the most surprising call on the Afro line this week. Do you remember the dude who showed up at my front door and scammed me out of 40 bucks for an oil, an oil yeah. change, right? I'll never forget it. Right. What are the chances that he would call and leave a message? Hey, Bean, it's me, the guy that you gave 40 bucks to. Listen, I know I'm late on my payment. I wanted to call and say thank you and to show my gratitude. I actually want to give you some interest on the money. Oh. So I'm going to send you $1,500, dude. Oh. The only problem is is my accounts are frozen right now, and I need <laughs> $200 to unfreeze them. Okay. And I was thinking, since you were stupid, uh, excuse me, generous enough last time to give me money, that you do want to do it again. So just send me 200 bucks. And I will give you fifteen hundred dollars in return. Thanks, man. That's a great. Yeah. That's a great yeah, deal. That obviously, seems awesome. Two hundred to get fifteen hundred, and you're only yeah. out forty. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna way way more than I lost originally. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I will be sending it to you. Yeah. And uh, finally, we don't get uh, very many requests for things that uh, folks have heard on the show that they need to hear again. But here's one. Oh my God! Just listening to the best of. Can you guys please play that, Bill Burr? Ripping into a bean like oh, once know. a week. Yes. Calling please. him a passive aggressive, like, oh, I'll think. just take my microphone and go. I would love to hear that <laughs> once a week for all 2019. Okay. We're out of time. No, but I, 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 I don't think I we know remember. Just a we minute. are a station for the people. Uh, right, the people but, have asked for this. All right. Your plan was to wait until you were practically a senior citizen to have a baby? Why do you always got to come at me? That's how he does. I don't mean to be like you. You just be a jerk. That's how he does. <laughs> Stop putting your hands up, you passive aggressive pansy. I'm just saying. Every I time don't... I come in here, you just can't be a man about it. I feel bad for the woman, man, or uh, they in his life. It's, it seems like the wife. It's, it's it's the ride. It's the ride you get on. No, yeah. baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pulls you back in, and you think, oh, maybe this roller coaster goes a different way. No, no, it's on tracks, dude. It's the same ride. Um, you got a lot of stuff going on right now. What other passive-aggressive thing do you want to ask me? I adore you, Bill, and I, again... Hey, a, bring me I'm, back in. Let's get on the ride again. See how it works. Here we go. Going back up the hill. You're proving Bill's point. Should I just sit this one out? Would that make everyone happy? Oh, no, I'm enjoying uh, this more. I'm playing the victim. Oh, I'll just take my microphone and go home. You're not even here. <laughs> I think it went really well with Mr. Burr that day. 323-520-AFRO. Drunk, high, or funny, just call us anytime. That's the Kevin and Bean Afro line. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. You guys excited? I mean, hair standing up on your arms? Yeah. 
Nipples erect. Always. Oh wow. Why what? am I not hearing the uh, the big theme music here, Chip? This is obviously the this is the build up to our guest. It's always a thrill when we have our friend Lewis Black back on the Kevin and Bean Show. Comedian, actor, author, playwright, all around America's curmudgeon, and he joins us back on the Kevin and Bean Show on Kira. Hey, Lou, how are you, man? Oh, just you know, better every day. You know, the, <laughs> you know, who could ask for anything more? And and no, Kevin, I guess he can't handle my optimism. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. You know, he could he could sense my grin through the phone, and I think it it scared him. It's too yeah. much. Yeah, it's too it's too you know the fire's too hot, Lou. It's too close to the truth. That's what it well, is. Well, you know, when you, you know, it's you know, it's the other thing is 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 that I keep saying it's just a hard time to be, you know, funny at this point when uh, you know everybody uh, everything's going so well. Yes. Well, you know. let me tell you that it's worse than you even know, Lou. It's worse than you know because something that you posted on your website the other day has torn the Kevin and Bean show apart limb by limb. Uh, it, and it involves peanut butter, and I'm sure I'm not the first person who's brought this up to you. Before we get into the before we get into the specifics of the peanut butter, why don't you explain what these free previews that you've been putting up on your site from the end of your your tour each night and are? Cheer up while you're at it. Yeah, yeah, those are my favorite things. Is at the end of the show, I do a, a fifty. I've been doing this for three. Uh, there's been over three two years of this. It's like. Uh, 90 hours of um, of these rants and questions and answers, you know, questions that people ask, I answer. It's, it's, it comes directly from the audience, uh, and I live stream it, uh, you know, throughout the world. It goes, you can watch it on your computer after my show, you can watch it. It's done live in front of the audience. And just before the, uh, an hour before the show, I get, uh, I kind of, Gather all these uh, things together, and they're and they're generally uh, about eighty-five to ninety percent of what I'm getting. You know, what I try to get is stuff that's written. So I'm coming to Los Angeles, and what I want is is folks in LA to write what they like about LA, what they hate about LA, what anything that they want to do, and uh, and then I go through them and read them, and and the and then I read this one about peanut butter. Yeah, wow. you become part of the act if you write in at lewisblack.com, and Lou is coming to the Fox Performing Arts Center in Rivers side on January 25th, which is tomorrow night, and he's also going to be at the mm-hmm. Orpheum Theater on Saturday night, downtown L.A. Tickets are on yes. sale right now if you want to see the great Lou Black on stage. So this guy writes in about peanut butter, and first of all, it was shockingly well-written. I don't know if this guy's a professional or what. Uh, but first of all, he has well, a no, name. Uh, His name is Bill, and he's from Chicago, and I may marry him. Okay, proceed. <laughs> it, it went on but for the like... Other thing is- the level of writing that I'm getting, it's not, it, is he professional or not, I don't know, but the level of writing that's coming into me is staggering. Yeah, Bill's, yeah. Bill we're a lot, it. We're so We are so much smarter than we know. I'm kind of shocked. And I am, and I think you're completely right, Lewis, because I get the impression from looking at dumbasses on the internet, when you just look at social media most of the day, you think that America is the stupidest country that's ever lived, and then you realize you get off of Twitter, and there are actually smart people with funny and interesting things to say out there. Really funny, really interesting. A lot of them are just high school educations who uh, who have life educations and who uh, who write really. Uh, and when they're writing about their own lives, nobody writes better. Not these schmucks in Congress telling you right now. If you don't let the people feel, shut up. You don't even know what feelings are. <laughs> 
So this guy writes in about his disappointment with accidentally buying smooth peanut butter instead of chunky peanut butter. And I know it doesn't sound like there's much there for comedy, but it's hilarious. And you bring it to life. And I'm and I'm very disappointed to find out that you agree with him and that you are on the creamy peanut butter tip. Yeah, because he's not a monster. No, no, I'm just I'm on either side. I don't really care enough about peanut butter. Oh, when thank I, God. When I'm, you know, you know, no, no, I'm not on, uh, you know, look, if, look, for me, it's like, oh, you're going to give me some peanut butter? Great. Yeah. I don't care. It's chunky. If it's, if it's free, I'm really happy. Yeah, Lewis Black <laughs> is not in the pocket know, of big peanut butter but like Bean is. Uh, this is what I don't understand, Jensen, <laughs> because if you love peanut butter, why wouldn't you want peanuts in your peanut butter? That's the beauty of chunk. Because you're just, you're missing out half of the experience if you just do creamy. I don't want consistency in something like that. If I did, I'd add it to it. And don't even get me started on pulp if you want to get me started on orange juice pulp. But I don't, I don't like any sort of texture in either of those those things not for me wow yeah wow well you know what well, the reason i read it, it was the very tail end of my touring for the year and i thought instead of reading something where they're yelling about you know uh, the government or they're yelling about whatever side they're on you know whatever it is that is you know that they believe is their philosophy their political philosophy um that i wanted to read something that shows the heart of where your hate should be directed mm -hmm. and your hate should be directed at inanimate objects sure. <laughs> that's what i that's what I, read, that's why I read it that's where hate goes you idiots <laughs> you, you know it's it's that thing of those people it's like i could have read one about you know uh, what is it? Uh, miracle Whipper mayonnaise. The people line up like it's uh, it, it's literally like a, poli a political debate. Yes. Yeah, you know it's... the people who were raised on Miracle Whip and mayonnaise is an anathema to their lives. Well, a Miracle Whip people are insane. I think we can all agree. On <laughs> they that. are. They should be put down. Yes. I agree with you yes. on that, Ali. Ma mayonnaise, <laughs> get the f out. And by the um, way, he. And I, he posted on. it on National Peanut Butter Day, which I think is just a delight to bring Bill in Chicago <laughs> and his plight back. It is so worth a watch. Plus, your the way you read it and your tone is and it's, your delight. It's my yeah. favorite thing I've seen in a long time. Oh well, thank you. I, was, I, well, I like it because I like doing being able to take the stuff that people write, and then people yell, "Well, you're a boy. How come you know you know you you're not writing this stuff?" Because I'm letting folks write it. The same way in which, you know, John Oliver's show isn't written all by John, and, and the, the, the Daily Show isn't written by Trevor, and, the, and, and wasn't written by John Stewart. And this is my way of getting, I have, what, what I've done is, is I've gotten folks uh, to write for me for free. Yeah, <laughs> You're essentially, yeah. And by the way, I should also mention, this comes at the end of Lewis Black's comedy set every night. This is just a bonus is what it is. The Jokes on Us tour is coming to Southern California tomorrow night at the Fox Performing Arts Center in Riverside. Saturday night at the Orpheum Theater in downtown L.A. You can buy your tickets right now, and you should, at lewisblack.com. I wanted to ask you about one other thing, Lou, and this uh, will surprise you. I don't know if this is coming up in a lot of interviews. I was deeply touched to see your photos over the holidays of you visiting your parents, who are yeah. both still alive. Now, are they really about 100 each? No, they are 100. Wow. I'm not making that up. You, can't, you couldn't pull. That's a scam for me. <laughs> you know, boy, look at my parents. But they are. They're both 100. And my father hasn't got a wrinkle on his face. 
Um, I don't know how he's managed that, but they're, they are both 100. They're both still cognizant. I mean, basically, you know, they're fading, but they're, you know, we've, you know, I've been lucky enough to be able to, uh, to keep them comfortable. They have uh-huh. 24-7 care, um, you know, and they're still, uh, they're still, you know, with it mentally. Uh, That's wonderful. Just, uh, you know, physically it's, physically it's a little tough for them, but it's not, you know, as I've seen in other folks, it's kind of, and it's re- what it's really shown uh, more than anything else, to all of those idiots out there who are exercising 12 hours a day. My parents didn't exercise. It's <laughs> <laughs> the opposite end of the spectrum. And the thing that I've kind of realized is what may have kept them going so long, and a lot of the people who were living much longer than anyone expected, is preservatives in their food. You are oh, wrong. Great news. Were, you are wrong. They ate in the 50s. <laughs> It was it's, it, whatever they ate in the 50s, which was preserved and with chemicals that are just like formaldehyde, have kept them going. That's fantastic uh, news. Well, let me just ask this, Lewis, because everyone's thinking it. We're not letting them drive now, though, right? They're done. No, no, no. Okay. No, but my father drove to 92 and was pretty good. And okay. then it was really like, and then he said, uh, I can't, you know, that he had like a ding in the parking lot that was not a, not a big one. I mean, but he just didn't. He went, okay, that's enough. Oh, yeah, God yeah, yeah. Bless him. I want these God Lewis Black him. jeans, man. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Now, now, Lou, before we let you go, um, you, you know, your parents' genetics are the best the best uh, indicator of how long you're going to live. Mm-hmm. So are you prepared to be 100 as well? Ooh, no. Not unless, <laughs> uh, not unless uh, well, you know, I am if they start coming up with, like, Oh, here's your new liver, and your you know if they can start replacing things, okay, okay. And, down, and download a couple of chips into my head as opposed to putting them on a screen, just get them directly into me, okay. And if uh, and if I can, if they can come up with some sort of like uh, you know a new blood system uh, for what what I've got, then yeah, I'm ready to roll. Essentially, we have to rebuild Lewis Black, is what he's saying. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All right. Exactly. Is it, yeah. Doctors that are out there, I want you guys on this because Lewis Black is a goddamn national treasure. And if we could have him till he's 100, we want him till he's 100. Amen. He's coming to town this weekend. The Joke's on Us Tour. Don't miss him. Live and in person at the Fox Performing Arts Center in Riverside tomorrow night. Orpheum Theater, downtown L.A. on Saturday. Again, tickets available. And also send him your rants at lewisblack.com. Lou, we love you. Thanks so much for coming on the Kevin and Bean Show. Oh, thanks. Like I said, you're, 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 you're really, there's a, only a few people I would wake up this early to talk to and, uh, and uh, give my best to Kevin and tell him uh, I've never been happier. <laughs> Will do. Yeah, bye-bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, you guys. You ready to talk to Dr. Drew? Sure. It's not that we're not excited to have you, Drew. It's not that we don't love you and value your input. We just know that this is a uh, this is a, a, a tough topic to to wrap your arms around. It is, Bean, and I, I hear the anxiety in your voice and the and the really the the defeat. You're defeated by this topic. I, well, I am a little bit because, like so many other things, people want to make everything black and white, all good or all bad, and life Correct. is a lot messier and more yes, complicated sir. than that. Yes, do you, sir. Do you want to lay out uh, the the basics of the story that we're talking about that unfolded over the weekend? Well, that's that's actually the part I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about who's right and who's wrong. I want to talk about how it was perceived. And we're talking, of course, about the Covington Catholic schoolboys who 
we've all seen the viral video of the elder Native American uh, veteran who is banging his drum in the face of some 15-year-old kid who has a very peculiar smirk on his face while other kids kind of danced around chanting. Mm -hmm. And that's all we saw. And people, when they looked at that, uh, saw what they wanted to see, which was look at this this obnoxious kid being disrespectful to a Native American. See, see what implicit racism there is everywhere in our society. And I looked at it, and I thought, something's missing from this story. I, I, this is bizarre. This is a teenager. Who knows what this situation is? And lo and behold, there was a lot more to the story. The story, as it's been told, is... These kids were waiting for a bus. They are wearing their Make America Great hats again. They were being obnoxious. And a group, a radical group uh, called the Israelites or something, four black gentlemen came up to them and started hurling homophobic uh, remarks and uh, epith- really, really going after them with mm-hmm. horrible racist and homophobic remarks, to which, again, they seemed confused. They asked their teacher, can we do our high school chant just to drown it out? They did their chant. And when they started that chant, the Indian drum beating his drum to their chant walked into the middle of the boys and came face to face to that one boy who says, by his report, he was confused, he was stunned, he just thought he better stand there and say a prayer because this was an unclear situation. They didn't want it to go spiral out of control. But that does sound a little bit like, hey, I came up with a good excuse for why I had that look on my face yeah. after the fact he, when he, I needed but, one. Let's not even get into what is and what is not true. What, what's amazing is that this is a, a classic example of Yanni and Laurel or blue dress and whatever it was, gold dress, Right, is that everyone sees a different movie, even when they look there. There's lots of video now of exactly what happened. For, there are like four or five videos of the entire episode. Mm-hmm. And you can see it's an unclear episode. It's an, if, and if you were 15 in the middle of this, you really, you're going to behave differently? You think you would? You th- I, Drew, I don't know how Drew, I would have behaved at 15. Drew, Drew yeah. I've, I've been yelled at by black Israelites when I was 15 years old. Uh a lot in New York City. Uh, they're pretty common there, and I just keep walking. And yes. it's not it's not that difficult to. They, they were told not to move because the bus was coming. Correct, and, and, and I, so they they're stuck there waiting for the bus. But here's the deal: they were being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah, because and, because and, in and, the tapes, in the tapes, like I've watched, you have watched in the hours long. I mean, there's another tape where one of the kids in the group says it's not rape uh, if you like it. The, 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 okay, again, Yanni and Laurel. That kid has been interviewed. He wasn't with the high school group. He was just Yanni, uh, he was just hanging out with them. Yanni Laurel, whatever. I don't know what mm-hmm. the truth is. Yanni Laurel, you can see whatever you want to see. The point is, it is an unclear situation. We weren't there, and people are are superimposing a particular point of view on one side or the other. I don't know what happened. I don't think that either side is right. I think it was a, a poor, here's what I think. I think the teachers were responsible, and the adults with those kids. Those are the people that should be held accountable. They should have gotten those kids out of there. Mm-hmm. They should not have let those kids chant. Uh, my next my next layer of accountability is to the other adults around, which includes the, the Native American. But I don't know what he was thinking. I wasn't in his head. I can't mind read any of this stuff. Because no, I, if I were 15 in there, it would have been extremely unpleasant and unclear what to do. I understand. I understand. But you could also, I mean, especially, you're right. It's a Rorschach test, and a lot of people look for reinforcements of their own beliefs when they see a scenario play out. And there were people, especially on the Internet, who were extremely ready 
to condemn that kid as being disrespectful and a racist, in part because he was wearing the hat. The hat, right, which for, right. the hat. for And then so then the next layer of conversation is, and this is kind of interesting, should you let your kid wear that hat? I don't think and, you should. And, I, don't, I mean, my answer is very easy. I'm excited to hear yours. But I, I, I guess what I'm saying, just to add to that question, because I'm very excited to hear your answer, the hat represents a lot to a Native American based on the Pocahontas repeating over and over again. It has a lot to do with a veteran, which he both he was both of those things, uh, regarding my favorite soldiers are the only ones that are captured, uh, the ones that aren't captured, sorry. Uh, yeah. Those things come with a certain attitude just off the bat. Absolutely. So okay. you should expect that that had evoked stuff, right? Correct. Yeah. And for a 15-year-old to be, but should we withhold a 15-year-old's ability to take a position and then to, I mean, what if you had a Bernie Sanders shirt on? Or what, what if, what if it a, said the N-word, you know, though? What if, what if a shirt said... Well, just, that, that's so, exactly. That's where the argument goes. And but I'm, please, I'm not making an argument for either side. I'm just trying to get everyone to think and to be logical, and no and, one and I think is that's today. Fair. I and think so, that's so fair. So, the logic goes to, well, would you let him wear a hood? Would you? Would you let him do that? I mean, why? You know, if that's his expression of his. Well, no, you wouldn't. There, there, it's really clear, right? Right. Uh, but when it's then, not clear, right? Yeah. Uh, look, I've already made up my mind that the kid's a dick, and you can't change my mind on that. And part of the reason is because whatever else was swirling on, whatever else, whatever direction he was pulled or pulled or whatever like that, he was clearly standing. Too close to the man drumming. He absolutely had the option to at least back up and not make it look like it was some sort of a threatening stare down, which is what it is. I'm never going to be in the face of an 80-year-old staring <laughs> intently like that, like he was, and expect right. it to be comfortable. I mean, Drew, you know what that smile was. Come on, man. I, uh, you, you can read his mind? I can't I, read minds. I've I don't been know. around enough white pricks growing up in Calabasas, California. I, 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 but, I, but you've declared that. I don't know that kid. I don't know that. But, then, see, but, then, every, the but Drew, then everything we see is that. That's the problem. We, we have to stop mind reading. We have to stop stereotyping. We have to but think But it's not a stereotype if the hat has meant something. To, that's not stereotyping. There are That not. hat means something. Okay, wait, wait, can wait, we... the hat? That's a different topic. But, we, I, but, I thought, but that that's there. the smirk in the hat or what's getting me to this point. All right, the hat, y'all, I'm with you. If you want to stay with the hat and just focus on that, that's, that's a, a line of reasoning that I think starts to make sense. But if you say, I look at a certain image and I can read the mind of the individual I'm looking at and I can stereotype it and know accurately who that person is, that's what we want to stop doing. In this I'm very comfortable with doing that. I'm How, extremely comfortable with doing that. Can I add a whole other layer to this? Yes, please. Yeah. How about we stop bussing in all boys high schools yeah. to march for taking women's reproductive rights away? I mean, How about we start with that? Yeah, this school does seem problematic in that sense, and obviously that they have a blackout day at their basketball games where you wear all black and also no, hold, minstrel again, face. Again, you're going way down the They have a blue out. They have a white out. I don't care. Green Drew, out, Drew, and, don't have a blackout. That's very I, I agree easy. with you on that. Yeah. I, I totally I, agree I, with you. I, I love Blue Knight. I love White Knight. I love all those things. Don't do the thing that has a history. You know. So, and we also live. We also live in an era where the news churns and the news churns fast, and everything gets blown up out of proportion. Yeah. And I think yeah. Drew is right that a lot of, even if they ended up at the same conclusion, a lot of people were willing to make Correct. a conclusion before they had. 90 well, percent of the information I, an, of that day right it's just to me it's an example of what we're doing everywhere which is we're mind reading mm -hmm. and we are stereotyping yeah. and and those two things are extremely dangerous on either side and it just really i, I he he may be and that hat tilts towards as you say that tilt towards him 
and they were behaving obnoxiously. But they're fifteen-year-olds. Who do we hold accountable? I don't know. But but the point I, is, understood. the mind reading, the mind reading, and the and the stereotyping is where my concern. And and the in doing so, you may be correct, but the 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 fact that we do that all the time now is very very concerning. And I think that's I think that's a good message, and I think that's worth keeping in mind. Is that yeah. it's okay to press pause, get some more facts, to, you know, develop the story a little bit before you. Well, jump be, be a scientist. Be be, a, be be an anthropologist from Mars. As you long don't know as anything, we all, and you're just looking at stuff. Exactly. As Wait, long as we math? all conclude the kid's a, a dick, though. As long as that's our conclusion, I'm fine to go along with everything you said. <laughs> the uh, Dr. Drew podcast and live appearances are available at drdrew.com. You can hear him midday, by the way, uh, noon to 3, 790 KABC, where I'm sure this has been a very hot topic for you the last few days, Dr. Yeah. Drew. And don't forget, you can download the Heal app in the App Store or Google Play to see a doctor now in the comfort of your own home. And it might just be Dr. Drew himself. Great to chat with you. Thank you, as always, for your input. We'll talk to you soon, sir. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. You got one more in, Yally? Ew. I mean, what's happening? You have another what's happening oh, that you can, yes. you can announce Absolutely. for the listeners here on the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Yeah, thank you for asking. Hey, do you like the Spice Girls? Uh, yeah. Nope. Do you like Emma Stone? Nope. Very much. Do you like Haim? Nope. I do. What if I said there's a way for you to enjoy the band, the actress, and the girl group, the Spice Girls, all at the same time and give back to charity? It's omaze.com. You know what they do. We're, nope. Come on. They give away um, different experiences, essentially, because you buy these raffle tickets, and then that money goes towards whatever different charity aspect that the people want to support. So in this case, it's a ton of different charities, just a couple, uh, Path, Child Mind Institute, and the Los Angeles LGBT Center. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to get to see the Spice Girls in London with Emma Stone and Haim. You're going to be sitting uh-huh. with <laughs> sitting with them and then you're going to have a meet and greet with the group. So that's that's pretty cool. Wow. I would say there is a certain Spice Girls fan out there that is freaking out Absolutely. at the possibility of that even existing. Absolutely. And with Omaze, you don't feel as bad when you don't win because you know you did something good for charity. You're all winners. Yeah, Everyone's I, a winner. I'm not going to get to have a beignet when Weird Al comes to New Orleans. I mm-hmm. put my 10 bucks in, you right. know, just for a shot. But if I don't get it, like you said, at least the money goes to good charity. Absolutely. And you put so much more than 10 bucks in. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I bought 700 tickets, you guys. <laughs> Would you go, though, if you won? Uh, to share a beignet at Cafe du Monde with Weird Al? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. See, I don't know if you would. Like, really? the whole oh, the whole thing with uh, the date with Scarlett Johansson? I know. I didn't did show up on, for that. I did on that. That's right. true, yeah. But that's different, too. Is it? A little bit. <laughs> He's He paid for a date with a, a female actress, superstar. Mm-hmm. This is a guy he knows from work and looks up to. Right. I think it would be fine. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to I'd love to have a to have a meal with Weird Al. You know what? I bet if you called Weird Al, yeah. he'd be so into hanging out with you while you were in he was in New Orleans. Nope. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. Sorry, I misread that. My bad. 
Hey, if you guys are uh, going through the candy aisles looking for those classic candy conversation hearts. Yeah, I'm to... planning on buying some today so I can start oh. to dole them out in time for Valentine's Day. Bad news for you. Real bad news. So last July, when Necco closed its doors and the Sweethearts brand was sold to Spangler Candy Company, there was some time that they had to figure some stuff out. And it typically takes Necco 11 months to produce 8 billion candy hearts. So not enough lead time for the new company to create those hearts for the season. There are going to be no chalky candy conversation hearts. No! I know. No! I know. Oh, God. Oh, oh. God. Oh, God. Oh, I know. God. I know. Get it My together. disappointment is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. And my day is ruined. I well, I wanted to let you know, so you're not looking for them, and you just can't find them. They will be available again in 2020. Okay, so I just got to put right. my love on hold. Put your love on hold. All right. Or you can make your own little candy hearts out of chalk, and they taste the same. <laughs> They're so bad. It is weird to think that you could tell the difference between a stale heart mm-hmm. and a regular one. They're yeah, it, same. The whole gimmick is they're stale. Yeah. Well, Allie was suggesting earlier that don't they have millions of bags left over for from sure. previous years? Yeah, people not eating them. To which I'm going to say, no, they don't, Allie, because they're insanely popular. And I have this argument about candy corn every year, and mm-hmm. people buy it by the millions of bags, eat it, and enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's two sides to every story. Right? They keep me, but they if they're making eight million bags a year, a lot of people must like them and buy them. That's my point. I mean, they're saying. They make eight million. Bags it's the same here. thing you hear about black licorice, which I have never seen anyone mm-hmm. eating in front of me. So, no, I don't think so. No. Do people like the taste of black licorice? Oh yeah, sure they do. Ugh. No, it's disgusting. Yeah, I'm not a Fiend, fan. You don't like that, do you? Um, I'm not a big licorice guy in general, and I think I prefer the strawberry or the cherry. Yeah. Do we even get into red vines or Twizzlers? Red vines all the way. Same. Twizzlers Agreed. should not exist. Yeah, Twizzlers I agree. are like wax. And they're yeah. tangy, and they make the like the back of your throat. You're all... Yeah, people who don't that. have a preference between red vines and Twizzlers are not paying any attention to what's going in their mouth. <laughs> because honestly... <laughs> no, but seriously, there's no comparison between the two. Yeah. yeah. They're different. They're almost like different candies. Yeah, one is real, mm-hmm. and the other one is just plastic. Yeah. Yeah. What about... Uh, Mayonnaise and Miracle Whip. That's all even, mayonnaise. Yeah, how is that even comparable? How is that even? Yeah, there are people that are like diehard Miracle Whip stands. They're awful. I agree. If you're listening, that's awful. I think it's just, and I think that um, who were we talking to earlier? Oh, it was Lewis, Lewis Black. Black. We're talking mm-hmm. Lewis Black. Um, it's what you're raised what, on. What you're raised on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you grew up and your mom made you sandwiches, you know, tuna salad with the Miracle Whip your whole life. Miracle Whip is the taste you know and love, and mayonnaise would feel a little weird mm-hmm. to you. It would seem a little semen to you if you were eating it for the first oh time. Oh my wow. God, what? Nope. No, you know what I'm saying. No, it's, I don't. No, Why? It's just a different, it's a very different consistency from Miracle Whip. Why? Just the way they, they make it. I can't explain any more than that. Why? It's just, trust me on this, Rodney. It's just man. Is. It just is. There's no difference in consistency. Yes, there is. Yes. No, one no. is tangy and one isn't. But and in addition to the taste difference, Miracle Whip is definitely thicker than mayonnaise. Mayonnaise has a little bit is a little. Then bit why thick. are you saying that mayonnaise would taste semeny? Wouldn't the other the no, tangy I didn't say taste. one? I said no. I, I didn't say taste. I said the uh, the sub the the, nope. uh, the substance of it is uh, is a l- little more viscosity. Is that the word viscosity? With the with the mayonnaise, 
I feel like we're getting very deep into the woods and very uh-huh. far from the original. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Good night, everybody. <laughs> See you Monday. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's a little look into how Bean <laughs> deals with different food items. Which one is more like semen? And he goes for that one. <laughs> Just, well, I'm not wrong. No. Mayonnaise is more semeny than Miracle Whip. <laughs> that's that's the story, and I'm sticking with it. I, nope. I don't. Uh, no. No. All right. Well, you're, you're wrong. I know semen bean. That's true. You do know it better than I do. That. <laughs> oh, let's wrap this up, shall we? Some birthdays for you. Sean McVay, Rams head coach, right? Who's with me? Right. Right? I mean, I, yeah, I guess we're rooting for him to get a Super Bowl ring. He's no miracle whip. Like to see his mayo. Chip, that's disgusting. Kristen Schaal, Ed Helms, Matthew Lillard, Misha Barton, Neil Diamond. Again. Nope. <laughs> Thank you, Allie. Hey, on your drive home today, why not listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. And I suspect Stryker will be talking about the free throw challenge, the bet he's gotten himself into with his partner, Klein, here on K-Rock. Uh, we're going to talk to him about that tomorrow on the Kevin Amin Show. Apparently, he has been practicing day mm-hmm. and night to try yeah. to get his free throw percentage up, right? Carb loading, all of it. What's he have to hit? 50%? Yeah, 50, yeah, 50 out of 50 100. Out of 100, which yeah. is not easy hard. at all. No. It doesn't seem hard. No, it's not easy. Really? You're saying it, opposite things right now. I know I'm right because yeah. I've tried this game before. And even if you do a lot of practice, there is pressure at that moment. Also, 100 in a row. Um, some people have the muscle memory to make that work, but most people get tired. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how Stryker is doing ahead of that bet uh, on the program tomorrow. Also, how about this? Monkey, you guys, from um, Corn is going to be joining us. He has not been on the show for a while, but not only has Corn been busy in the studio making new music, he is part of a documentary that is a fascinating story. I won't get into it here, but trust us, tomorrow morning you're not going to want to miss it in the 8 o'clock hour. The documentary is called Mind Over Matter, and Monkey will be here from Corn. Uh, Mark Hoppus joins us on the program tomorrow. Not only Blink-182 News, Jensen, but what else has Mark got up? He has a brand right new now? band that we're very excited about uh, with Alex Gasgarth from All Time Low. He's going to play the song and talk about how that happened. Wow. How about that? Also, Friday means Keep It 100 and more tickets for you to see Muse here and away in Singapore. We're talking about uh, K-Rock Wheels Up, destination number two, Muse in Singapore. That's all tomorrow right here on a Friday. Kevin Day. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.